Welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro. And I'm Jeremy Miller. And uh, we'd like to start off uh, the Navarro Miller Report by sharing our deepest and most heartfelt condolences to the victims and uh, the families of the slain uh, victims uh, of Uvalde, Texas. It was uh, an incredibly horrific and tragic turn of events that happened this week um that uh that we were all in shock about um but in saying that jeremy and i uh we spoke about it in great length as to whether or not we wanted to dive deeper into the issues regarding uh what happened in texas but we decided we came to the conclusion that we know that all of you have been overwhelmed with both sides in the political sense of 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 everything of the spectrum and we didn't want to overwhelm you with more uh, political uh, ideas or, or speculations or, or anything involving anything that happened from that tragedy. Therefore, yeah. we decided to just continue on doing the Navarro Miller Report as we've been doing so far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are in no way calloused against what is going on or ignoring it. And we wanted to make that very clear. But everyone in this world is being bombarded with all of these negative news cycles on every other show and we want not only want we think it's incredibly important to continue doing what we are trying to do which is give every one of you a fun and safe you know hour to get some fun news hear a little bit about what's going on but to dis to unplug from that negative news cycle, pol politics and negativity that is constantly coming in. Um, so again, we just wanted to make it very clear that we are not ignoring the situation. It's just, you can go anywhere. You can hear any side of this point. You can learn everything you want about it from any side you want, from everyone else. We don't need to belabor the points. Um, my 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 views have been made perfectly clear and many 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 times we don't need to rehash it all here and truthfully we think you guys deserve you know a chance to unplug from all of that so we're not heartless and we are not callous towards it but we are going to move forward and move on without discussing it and addressing it anymore exactly um but again you know our hearts our prayers go to all those families, all of those victims, all of those impacted by this tragedy in Uvalde, Texas. Our hearts are with you. Our prayers are with you. Our condolences are with you. Now, uh, let's go ahead and uh, move on with the Navarro Miller Report. Uh, it is Friday, after all. It's the end of the week. And uh, Jeremy, uh, looks like... Uh, Florida is continuing on with its craziness, uh, but that's nothing that's not normal, of course. I mean, that's not uh, abnormal, of course. What do you got for me in Florida over there? So, again, we have a 51-year-old trucker in Florida who crashed his truck 
at a Publix grocery store, for those of you who don't know what Publix is. And from looking at the pictures, it seems he took out multiple trees as well as a structure in the parking lot. And when police reported to the scene, they asked him if he was okay. Had he been drinking? Was he? Did he fall asleep? Trying to ascertain what happened, and he just looked at him very honestly and said, "No, I was smoking my meth pipe." Oh my god! <laughs> so, needless to say, he's being arrested and prosecuted for possession, oh as well as operating a vehicle for commercial <laughs> purposes under the influence. But I do have to say. Um, Florida, your criminals are extremely honest. I mean, good on you. I mean, what is this? The fourth or fifth story we've done about a Florida criminal in the last, you know, three months. We had the guy who called the Florida cops to test his meth. We had the guy who assaulted, um, who assaulted the guy because he and his response to the cops was, well, no, he, he gypped me out of my, out of my drugs. Yeah. You know, these are some very honest criminals. So I got to give them that. That's, you know, honest. And at the same time, misguided a little bit because what wasn't it the one in florida where he sent the text to uh the cop by accident well that was actually sheer bad luck though <laughs> but yes that one was actually florida too that one was just the fact that he somehow dialed one wrong number and unluckily got a hold of a police officer well, well we got uh we wanted to welcome uh you to the, the uh everybody in the stream right now uh we got tony that says hey i'm from i'm a florida boy haha <laughs> <laughs> oh tony how you doing man well that'll work for you tony uh well i mean at least uh, again he was honest about it so i mean well, that, was, the, him, that was actually the commenting sheriff's report uh when he gave his news re- report to the or his uh statement to the reporters was while we appreciate his honesty we'd like everybody to remember that meth is illegal and highly dangerous to be driving under yeah, no kidding oh my god uh, and, no, and i i want to say um there's not many places in the world where you need to remind drivers of that um but <laughs> But for some reason, Florida is one of them where you need to remind them. But apparently, yes, you do. (laughs) Oh my God, it's just so funny. Some of the some of the the reports that some of these uh, police officers say in like press conferences and stuff. I I told you, I feel so bad. I feel like we're crapping on Florida all the time. If I could get the stories from anywhere (laughs) else, I would. That's where they always seem to be coming from. I'm not picking on Florida. Well, no, I no, but I'm I'm actually more focused on the comments from the press uh, press conference from the police. I, I I saw not too long ago on a TikTok video that my friend sent me uh, that they were talking about a woman that went crazy at a McDonald's. Like she was like she went ahead oh, yeah. and she trashed the, the one place. who was throwing everything. Yeah, I saw and, and then the and then the, <laughs> the police guy's like, well, she was crazy and decided to go McNutty because she was McPregnant and now she's going to McJail. <laughs> You have to really creative with that one (laughs) with the amount of craziness that Florida cops see on a regular basis. They've I mean, they've got to have some experience with uh, lightening the mood a little bit. Oh, yeah. No, that was it it shows. I mean, they've been dealing with this for a long time. That was the funniest 
press conference I've ever heard. Because at first he was really serious. Well, the uh, the woman decided to go ahead and uh, get a little violent with the employees at McDonald's. So she went a little crazy uh, after she didn't get her Happy Meal. And then she told them she did a little McTwerk on her way out of the restaurant and i'm i'm sitting there and i'm like how is nobody laughing right now hearing this guy give this press conference i'd, oh I'd be God. dying oh you gotta love it you gotta love it in other in other weird and offlandish news um <laughs> this one takes the cake or forgets the cake one of the two um, <laughs> what's going on with a man forgetting to have sex with his wife no, not forgetting to have sex. We have a man in Ireland who actually suffered from a very rare condition. After having sex with his wife, he lost all short-term memory. Oh my god. Wow. He had sex with his wife in the middle of, middle of the afternoon, you know, quickie with his wife and then saw checked his phone and saw the date and realized, "Oh my god, I for, I forgot our anniversary." And he tells his wife, I'm so sorry, I forgot our anniversary. And she looks at him all confused and said, we just spent the day celebrating it with our kids yesterday. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. He quite literally could not remember. It took about four to six hours for his memory to come back, which they say is average for this type of condition. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's actually <laughs> condition, but it's actually called um, transient global amnesia, TGA. And it's a real thing. Apparently, it comes on from extreme stress, um, extreme physical activity, such as sex, as well as um, uh, periods of emotional trauma. And you can literally lose all your short term memory for up to 24 hours with this condition. That explains why I can't remember the names of most of the women I've been with. <laughs> I, I knew I was giving you an excuse for something. Thank you. I was wondering what was wrong with me for the longest time. You're just oh my God. <laughs> you know what? And that's 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 a great excuse for next time. If I if I if uh, if a woman's like, oh, my God, I can't believe you don't remember me. Oh, honey, you don't awful. you know? I, I, I suffer from short term memory loss. I, I, I have TGA. You know, <laughs> I have TGA. <laughs> You're Look awful. It up. Look it up. Look it up. <laughs> I, I do not associate myself with any of these anything he's saying, ladies and gentlemen. We gentlemen. just we just gave a bunch of guys a great excuse. No, 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 no. I'm reporting on a news story here. Oh, I know you're reporting on a news story, but we just gave a bunch of guys a great excuse now. <laughs> it's honey. a rare condition, ladies. Remember that. Don't hey. let them get away with it. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I mean, this goes to a whole new level of the of the word banging your brains out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He literally banged his brains out because he can't remember anything. <laughs> well, it actually reminded me of a story when I had to take Joni to get her allergy shots. Um, well, she's getting tested for them. So she had her allergy tests and they wanted to do half the test then and half the test in two weeks. Mm -hmm. And she said, I can't do that. You guys have told me I can't take allergy medication. I haven't slept in a week. I can barely breathe. I'll be dead in two weeks. Let's do it all now. So they had to give her lots of steroids and stuff to make sure that all the allergens they were putting in her didn't, you know, send her into like anaphylactic shock or whatever. Mm -hmm. But she told us a story about a guy who had had the same problem and she had to give him both tests on the same day. And she told him very specifically, no physical activity. Yet when he got home, his fiance greeted him wearing nothing but a red ribbon. Oh, and wow. being a guy, he went ahead and 
banged his brains out because oh, he almost no. died. He came this close to dying. They had what sex. A... He went into full anaphylactic shock from all the allergens in his body, and he came this close to dying. That's oh. all I could think of when I heard this story. But what a way to go, though, you know? <laughs> if you... It's you like, are such a pig. It's like the Joker. <laughs> it's like the Joker said, if you got to go, go with a smile. <laughs> oh, my goodness, ladies. I'm sorry. I apologize for this man. I'm not that bad. Come on. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, they, thank you. Thank you so much for those two stories. Those definitely are very, very rare and offlandish. I, I'm sure everybody on our stream also enjoy them very much. And uh, if you want to go ahead and comment, please do so, especially the, the one about the man forgetting the sex with his wife part. That was awesome. Uh, in entertainment news, this week was a tragic week in the world of entertainment. We lost a great actor, Ray Liotta, passed away in his sleep in the Dominican Republic at the age of 67. Liotta, uh, man, talk about an actor that's an icon in Hollywood. Goodfellas is the movie that pretty much made him, and the rest is history from that. I mean, he was in one thing after another, and his acting, like, you saw this man, just, he's got that that bad guy character you know like that 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 mean looking face but as as jennifer lopez actually said that he may look mean but he had a great heart he was the like, sweetest person in the world to work with and she was one of the ones that actually uh uh shared her condolences because she she was friends with ray liotta mm -hmm. well he had that grit and that toughness that came through it was a very natural thing for him um i never got to meet the man but he had some performances that were really heartfelt as well and i'm not talking about you know emotional dramas and stuff like that i mean i'm talking about something like copland with mm -hmm. stallone very underrated movie but leota plays a corrupt cop who's had drug issues and all that and he plays this character with so much vulnerability I mean, he's still a tough guy, a badass. Nobody you'd want to screw with in this film. But he plays it with such a vulnerability for everything he's going through. It was an amazing performance. And he's a really, he was a truly talented, talented performer. Um, perhaps limited by his success early on in the mobster stuff. Um, you know, I it kind of set him in a certain pattern or genre. I, I certainly don't want to say he wouldn't have been capable of doing, you know, deeper, more emotional, non-action or at least mob and action-based roles. But Ray was a consummate professional from everything I've heard. And again, someone who touched all of our lives. And that's why I make such a big deal when we lose an icon like this is because these are people who touched our lives in so many different ways and brought us joy and made us think. And we never even had to meet him, you know, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, I would love to meet the man, but I'm grateful for everything he brought to my life with those characters he portrayed. I agree. And uh, I mean, I've seen Leo and Goodfellas. I saw it. One, one of the movies that really actually uh, made me like him even more was I mean, and it wasn't even a big part either. He, he played uh, he was uh, opposite Ryan Reynolds and Smoking Aces. Mm -hmm. And in that movie, he just played an FBI agent that was more like a it was it uh, played uh, Ryan Reynolds's partner FBI agent uh, that they were uh, they were always together and everything. And he was more like a father figure 
and a role model for Ryan Reynolds' character in the movie Smoking Aces. And when he when he died in the movie, you you get a sense of, wow, that sucks that they killed him off because you liked him. He mm-hmm. was like the dad, you know? And it's like, dude, he's he's holding his dad in front of him kind of thing, like his father figure. And you felt for that character. You, you, for that little, uh, for those little scenes that Ray Liotta had in Smoking Aces, I mean, you just you loved him because he just had this really father figure type of character towards Ryan Reynolds. And when he died, it was like, man, that sucks. They killed him off. That guy was freaking awesome. You know, I I wasn't a big fan of the film, but I loved Ray's character and performance. And like you said, his interactions with Ryan Um, and again, showing more of a heart in the role, more of a human side rather than the, you know, the cold, calculating, tough guy. yeah those are the kind of roles that stood out even more than his you know badass roles exactly and i mean we even we even uh you know saw him his his comical side in the tv show the league <laughs> you know when he made a special guest appearance in a couple of those episodes and he was when freaking he played, hilarious uh, in that when he played ruxin's boss yeah yeah exactly he's like he's when he was like stabbing him with the freaking epinephrine <laughs> Like, hold still, hold still, get him right in the neck. We need another one. It's not working. I mean, he was hysterical in that role. He did. Um, no, it's it, we're talking about a very, very talented actor here. And um, again, that's my biggest point is someone who brought joy into our lives with those different characters and was able to make even a small difference by cheering you up by watching that film or making you laugh or whatever but that's someone you probably never got the chance to meet who you know touched your life and made your day better and honestly i'm grateful for every single person like that i agree we got uh tony uh in the feed saying icon uh paul is saying he was great in the movie turbulence and on episodes of modern family uh, tony also said uh oh thank you tony he's saying uh, great show guys i definitely uh i definitely tune in again cheers uh thank you for tuning in tony uh so yeah it was it's definitely uh it was de- it's definitely a huge loss in the entertainment industry and ray Liotta will be missed and uh condolences go to his loved ones and his family during this very difficult time in other entertainment news the closing testimonies the closing arguments it's over for right now right now the jury is deliberating on whether or not uh amber heard is guilty or johnny depp is guilty because apparently this is a this uh this trial is uh if if johnny loses he has to pay heard a hundred million dollars if heard loses she has to pay Johnny $50 million, which, you know, he's only asking for half of what she's asking for. This is insane. But uh, the closing arguments basically stemmed from both their lawyers. Uh, on Johnny's side, they were basically accusing Amber of being a liar, uh, uh, even bringing back certain testimonies, certain things that she said that were then later on, uh, they were they were argued by by actual witnesses that uh, she claimed, okay, this person said this. The witness came and said, no, I didn't say that. Uh, so that was that was uh, the, the argument on Johnny Depp's side. On Amber Heard's side, they are demanding Johnny Depp take responsibility 
uh, for his actions. They are saying that Johnny Depp is responsible, that he's trying to blame everybody else but himself for the actions, for the abuse that he caused, for the alleged, excuse me, for the alleged abuse that he caused Amber Heard. So both sides have said their piece. Now it's up to the jury to decide whether or not uh, Amber Heard is innocent, guilty, whether or not Johnny Depp is innocent or guilty. Either way, we look at this again. I repeat, I've said this from the very beginning. They both lose. They oh, both yeah. lose regardless because their lives have been on display for everyone to see. I mean, whether the dark or the light, the good times, the bad times, it's all out there now, Jeremy. Well, absolutely. I mean, the and from a <clears throat> From a certain perspective, I don't see either of them getting back to where they were. I mean, I'm—I'll tell you right now—I've never been a fan of Amber Heard's acting. I'm—I'm I'm not. I'm sorry. It's—I—I I would have been perfectly happy without any of this if they'd have just gotten rid of her in Aquaman and you know the other things I've seen her in. I—I'm not a fan. It's—it doesn't. She her work doesn't impress me at all. And I It's she. She's not somebody I would go and pay to see, you know, perform. Um, Johnny was, but at the same time, I don't see anybody, you know, or at least not not anybody soon hiring him for any big stuff either. I mean, the head of Disney already came out and said he will not be recast as Jack Sparrow. That's they've already said, even if they do another film, he has said, after all of this, Johnny will not be brought back. So even if it comes out in his favor, everything that's been laid bare has made him untouchable for Disney. Okay. Other people are going to feel the same. It's, it's just the facts. They both come out of this losing and you knew it going in. Everybody knew it going in. And truthfully, it was one of the more, it was one of the things that Johnny Depp said on the stand that I agreed with completely. I mean, a lot of what he said, I did, um, but this in particular, he said, I never wanted this, you know, but at some point, you know, you have to stand up and just expose it all. If, if Say you're enough get... is enough. And it takes a lot to do that. I mean, I don't want I mean, I I've had almost every bit of dirty laundry that I've ever had aired out. And I did it myself by writing the, you know, writing the book with my buddy Brandon. Mm -hmm. But I made that choice because I was in recovery. I had already started airing all my dirty laundry at recovery conferences. It's therapeutic um, for you. It was therapeutic for me. And it was therapeutic to know that these experiences and hearing them may help someone else who was struggling with the same thing. Mm -hmm. Now, no one wants to have a microscope shined on every little dark corner of their life. Um, there's a great line from... Uh, but it actually goes back a lot further. I last heard it on Blue Bloods. And there's a great line that says, everybody has three lives, public, personal, and secret. And that's the truth. I mean, th there is things about every one of us that even your closest family and friends don't know. It may only be one thing, but there is always that one thing. Everybody uh -huh. has, you know, secrets. No one wants a microscope shined into all of that. I don't they know don't. what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're, you're a liar. Oh, um, look, at, look at it. It's a beautiful <laughs> day, today. It's, oh, shoot. But that, that's, that's the truth. Um, I have bared everything because I went through recovery. I did my fifth step. I did things like that. 
and I was brutally honest with myself. There is one person in this world besides Joni who knows everything about me. And only one, because there are things that I'm not going to share, even with my closest friends and family. He did this knowing full well what was going to come out of it. Very true. He did, he did not need the money. He did not need more fame or press. He did this specifically knowing what the consequences would be. And he went ahead anyway. Well, here's and, the other well, here's the other flip to that is the fact of the matter that he the the other reason why I think Johnny could live with the fact of the matter that people know that he allegedly does drugs, that he al- abuses alcohol. He's okay with that. I'm I'm pretty sure he's okay with that. I don't he's know about okay. Well, made he's made peace with, with that. He's made peace with that at mm-hmm. this point. But what he could not stand idly by, and this is, of course, uh, you know, uh, assuming that he is innocent, Mm -hmm. he could not stand idly by and have this woman accuse him of domestic violence because that is a more serious accusation. And even his children even said it. Even his children were looking at him differently like that. I can tell you actually did that. I can tell you right now, there are only two things that would make me, I mean, two things I could be, you know, because every, I mean, crap rolls off my shoulders. I've been called everything. I've been, you know, I don't give a damn what anybody else thinks about me. Really. It, it's, it's outside voices don't matter to me anymore. It took a long time to get there, but they really don't. But the fact is <laughs> if someone called me a child molester or someone called me a woman abuser, you can bet I would do everything in my power top to bottom to clear my name right. and to make sure that there was no doubt I could never do those things. Right. Those are the two things. I don't care what it is. I would do everything I could. There would mm-hmm. be no line I would not go to to prove my innocence. Agreed. A hundred percent agreed. On this topic, though, real quick, I want to clarify something for both you and I. And I know you feel the same way because we've talked about it. Folks, we are not siding with the abuser or the abusee. Okay. This is a trial where everything has come out. I've watched quite a lot of it. And the only thing we can do, as I've said before on this show is form our own opinions based on who we believe. And I'm sorry, I do not believe Amber Heard. What I have seen, I do not believe her plain and simple. I just don't. It's an instinct. I can't point to any one little thing, but I don't believe her testimony. So I have made my decision on that. Also, she is an admitted abuser. She has admitted to abuse in court and doesn't see the problem with it. Well, She's me, an Im- I'm, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry to cut you off here. Let me just let me just go ahead and add to, to that, actually. The fact of the matter that in this entire trial, and I actually meant to, uh, I actually meant to point this out a few days ago, actually, uh, 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 last week, actually, is that throughout this entire trial, I have heard testimony from, uh, from, from, or I've heard, I've heard audio recordings from Johnny. I've read the emails, texts, everything that Johnny has has written. Not one single solitary word in there is Johnny apologizing for putting his hands on Amber Heard ever. The only, however, 
The same cannot be said for Amber Heard. Amber Heard has been set, has been has admitted in audio recordings, in texts, that she has put her hands on Johnny Depp. She has slapped them. She has scratched them. She has done. A, she has physically abused Johnny Depp. Now, in her own words. In her own words. Now, if in fact Johnny has actually put his hands on her, he would have any abuser. From what I understand, any abuser usually says, I'm sorry, honey, but you know, when I get angry, when I get jealous, blah, 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 I, you know, I tend to fall. Not one single solitary part of that came out of Johnny's mouth. Never. I guess and I that, noticed I'm, that through the I'm entire trial. I'm not trying trial. to convince anybody of anything. Everybody make up your own minds. But having watched what I've watched, done the reading of what has come out. And again, we're only getting snippets here. It's not like every bit of the trial has been out there for public consumption. It's the parts they want us to see still. So we're still only getting a fraction of the story. But that's all we can do is take our point of view from that. I will never come down on the side of an abuser and I will never, ever defend one. Not in this lifetime. But in this case where everything is finally being laid bare, I have come to the conclusion I do not believe her story. And on, and on top of that, I mean... The physical evidence wasn't there either. I mean, well, she had claimed. I that, well, hold well, well, hold on, hold on. Let me finish on this one, on mm -hmm. this part. That she had claimed that because he has rings all over his hands, he beat her so bad that she was bruised all over. And then they were taking pictures the next day, not a scratch on her. She claims she hit it. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me, mm -hmm. let me just finish this real quick. Mm -hmm. She also claimed that she hit it with makeup. There was another part too, and I want to I want to make a quick correction. I said that uh, Johnny had pushed her up against the doorknob and she had scratches. Actually, what what happened was, and I was and I went back and I was mistaken. It was that Johnny had put his knee on her back, uh, in 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 uh, in an altercation they had, and she didn't have a bruise on her back or anything. There was no real physical evidence to support a lot of what Amber was saying. That's another problem that they had. Which so. that is very much true. But the point, and that's why I wanted to, I didn't want to lose it again. I meant to bring this up with you the other day when we talked about it. A female fighter um, for Bellator, I believe, actually took a picture. She had been in a scrap with one of the guys in her gym and had taken a pretty good crack. Her nose had gotten cracked and she had the raccooning and everything else almost immediately. And she showed a picture of herself the next day. You couldn't tell. Hmm. Now, here's the thing. She had a professional makeup artist do it for a professional photo shoot. What we heard in the testimony was that Amber Heard and her sister had done the makeup. Now, if they're professionals, that's a different story. But with a professional's help apparently yes in today's cameras and makeup you are able to cover that amount of damage now i just want to go ahead and add to that actually rebuttal that in a second you said that she that that she went ahead and she got a crack the day before and the next day she had put makeup on you couldn't tell right mm -hmm. in amber's case she said it happened that same day it was that same day that she thought that Johnny had broken her nose. And that same day she went out to that event and not a single mark on her. But the rebuttal to that is it's worse the second day. 
So if they were able to cover it on the second day, they can cover it on the but first. There would still no be th- there would still be swelling. There would. There definitely would. But again, and that that's the part that I don't know what makeup can do nowadays. Mm-hmm. Makeup has changed. Cameras, lighting, everything has changed from when we were doing things. As I said, Alan had his nose broken two days before we were supposed to film. And when you watch that episode, you can tell. Okay, it's it's his face is odd. It's different. Things are a little swollen. Things are you can tell. I don't know how much that has changed. That is why I wanted to bring that up, because we kind of stated that was not possible. And this fighter showed, yes, it is actually very much possible. Yeah, but as you said, she had professionals do it and. I highly doubt that her sister is a professional makeup artist to go ahead and hide all that. I don't know. That's above my pay grade. I was just correcting what we had said. You know, it was came out of my mouth that it was not possible because, as I said, I've been around the fight game. I've had my nose busted. I know what this is like. Yeah. But again, I wanted to say apparently it is possible. So I, I wanted to retract that on my on my behalf because this fighter showed yes it is indeed possible well on the stream we got uh kelly uh and she's uh commenting she says the whole trial is an embarrassing fiasco uh she also complimented us on our baseball caps she says i love that your baseball caps represent a college football rivalry go irish thank you kelly appreciate that yeah 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 uh she also said um that uh Breitbart has been live streaming the trial every day. So uh, they actually, and CBS and Fox, and there's a lot of big news networks have been streaming the trial uncut, uncensored on YouTube almost every single day. I've been watching it myself here and there, and they've been going nonstop. So awesome. now we just uh, we just wait and see what happens with the jury. We wait and see what uh, the jury decides. But as I said earlier, there are no winners in this one. There are absolutely no winners in this one. I mean, no. uh Financially speaking, yeah, one will win, but that person's reputation is shot to well, hell. There's not even a guarantee of that. Ah. You know, the 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 fact is they could come back with a ruling that kind of negates both sides. That is yeah. possible as well. This is such a there are so many legal innuendos and legal things that us laymen would not understand that could affect how this actually comes out. Okay. Um so we we don't know. We really don't know at this point. And all we can do is wait and see like everybody else. We're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, in other entertainment news, today was the premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney+. And uh, let me just tell you, folks, this uh, show has got a lot of great potential in it. Uh, it definitely takes you back to the, the, the three movies. Uh, and um, Is that a good thing? You know, you would okay. So, Ian McGregor's character of Obi Wan, I always liked that character. I always thought he did an incredible job as Obi Wan Kenobi. I know you have your your issues with Hayden. So do I. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. I just I'm. I'll tell you this though. I'm hoping. I really am. I am hoping for him to shock the hell out of me. I really am. I'm hoping that he has you know with i hope the writing is better for him they don't make him such a whiny little well, they can't they can't well they remember they can't do much with him he's already he's he's at this point he's already darth vader he's inside the mask so he can't really be whiny and underneath the mask could you imagine that 
we'll see. It all depends on how he performs it. And it's I'm not even his voice, though. That's James Earl Jones. I'm hoping he shocks me. We'll see. I mean, he's. I mean, one thing's for sure. And I sent you the the side by side picture of Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen. He, wow. I. I mean, what happened to Hayden? Like, I hate to. I hate to be a jerk, but geez, he looks older than Ewan, for God's sakes. Yeah, he he looks. I, that was not a great pick of him. Um, but I mean, I've seen a few of the others from you know the press conferences and things that they did together, him and you know, Ewan. And it, it that picture doesn't look that far off from how he really looks, and it's a little rough. He looks a lot older. Um, he looks very worn. You know, like yeah. he's been through the ringer a few times, and like maybe uh, he hasn't gotten anything since Jumper. <laughs> dude, I don't, I I don't know what his issues have been but that's what stands out to me i mean he looks like he's been through the ringer a few times and mm. uh i don't know that 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 sallow look in the eyes and the face um that usually means you led a pretty hard life so oh yeah um i don't know what he's been up to i really i'm wishing him all the best i mean i know i've said a lot of negative things about his no. performance Stop. i really have and i stick by everything i said <laughs> but i really hope he you know has turned it around has gotten better with his chops and really just blows this away i'm wishing him nothing but the best i really am well so far uh the first two episodes episode one and two mainly were just focused on what uh what's been going on these past few years uh with obi-wan and everything and of course you know and i'm not going to give too much away i'm not going to give any spoilers or anything like that so don't worry about that because it's an incredible the first two episodes are really good. They introduced a lot of really powerful characters uh, that, uh, and you've seen this on the, on the trailers, these hunters that are hunting for Jedi, uh, which is really interesting actually. And uh, I, it's, I got to tell you episode two, the, the second episode of this series, the ending, very powerful, very powerful. And um it's surprising to say the least, but other than that, I mean, you have a lot of, a lot of uh, the uh, actually an old character comes back, which is um, the, well, no, Unless no, we I mean, it, don't say anything. no, he's no, he's already been in, in the trailer and okay. everything, uh, which is the Senator Organo. Uh, the one that, uh, the one that took the baby, he actually, uh, he reprises his role. Jimmy uh, Smith. He, he reprises his role as well. So he comes back as well. So it's a very, very uh it's a great uh show and of course there's another cameo which i'm not going to tell you which other cameo is in there as well but when you see it you're gonna know wow really they did that okay um, <laughs> it's kind of messed up but okay but that's that's pretty much it and i think it's only slated for six episodes here's two there's only four left if you could believe that there's only four episodes mm -hmm. left of this very, very small series so far. Um, Ian McGregor has, has uh, expressed that he would like more to appear like more episodes. Like he feels that this is a great way to close out Obi-Wan and his, uh, and his, uh, his, uh, his, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? His story, legacy, adventure, his story, legacy. adventure, everything. Yeah. Uh, it's a great way to close out, but he believe he feels that, they he's open for them to continue with more stories on obi-wan kenobi uh but as far as the disney execs as far as the writers go for this story they have said it flat out it's only for six episodes because it all it's all because granted there's a nine-year gap 
mm. in between that time and episode four. Well, actually, episode um, th there's a nine year gap between episode three and episode four. So uh, so th that entire gap right there, they're like, okay, I, we understand that there's a lot more to the story. We understand that there's there could be more to Obi Wan's adventures besides what he was doing in Tatooine this entire time. Uh, but the writers just feel that they're going to go ahead and possibly discuss that. But for as it stands right now, six episodes, that's it. And it's over with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let me give you my take on that. A, I hope they stick to their guns. I'll tell you why. First and foremost, they need to not oversaturate this story. Trying to come up with more adventure and more stuff and more whatever has not worked for them in the past. It hasn't. I'm sorry. Look at Boba Fett. Look at, you know, it's limited. Limited storylines are beneficial for these characters. OK, yeah. that's that's my honest opinion. If you try and expand this too much, you're going to completely destroy it. That's my first comment and honestly it's because they have a history of doing that when they start trying to get too deep into these backstories and stuff they have they do have i mean mandalorian's been the only thing that they really nailed and and uh, in talking about mandalorian they were just it just announced yesterday mandalorian comes back february of 2023 so nice. the next season but is coming back so go ahead the second reason is it makes no sense for obi-wan to be off having adventures during this time he's in seclusion he even says in episode four that you know he's done nothing basically but hide so taking six episodes of maybe a short bit of an adventure he has is one thing but the character the canon of of that character makes no sense that he would be out risking his life risking being discovered and all this other stuff when the whole point was staying hidden long enough to be able to protect luke so to expand on that give him more adventures than everything else is completely counterintuitive to everything we know about obi-wan and jedis aren't known to lie either not because i would i was gonna say that he could have lied and said that he wasn't seclusion when in fact he was actually doing a lot of other stuff because i mean that just that just brings me back to the storyline of arrow on the cw uh you know i mean oliver quinn kept on saying that he spent five years on that island when in fact he had a whole bunch of adventures in those five years he didn't spend the entire five years on that island as he as he uh supposedly told a lot of people but so, a, but alleging it is one thing. If he was actually out adventuring, there's no way he stays hidden that long. It makes no sense for the canon they've already created. Arrow, as they did. As, in Arrow, they did. Arrow, like Arrow, he, and Oliver Quinn, Quinn, Oliver Queen, he left the island of Lian Yu and went to Japan. And he was under uh, Argus's uh, ruling at the time because Argus freaking like took him. And decided, you know what, we're going to go ahead and no one's going to know who you are. But if you if you tell anybody that you're alive and that you're not on that island, we're going to kill your entire family. So you need to shut up and just do as we say. And that's Again, how he had him. He had somebody working with him. True. First or, of yeah. all. Yeah, Second of all, he didn't have the Dark Lord Emperor who could sense his power searching for him. 
Okay, it makes no sense in the Star Wars canon. That's, that's what that's, that's what it, I'm talking about. I mean, storyline, you can do it. And, it, I mean, and it's a, funny. a good writer could do it and make it somewhat believable. But for the Star Wars canon, that is what we know about him is that he didn't, you know, and, that and, he and was it, keeping safe for Luke. And it's funny you mentioned about the whole using of the force uh, aspect, because that actually is brought up in uh, in the, the first two episodes. So, yeah, they do address it. So, yeah, it's interesting that you say that. So for all of you, uh, go ahead and check it out. It is on Disney. It is streaming on Disney Plus right now. The first two episodes, episode one and two of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Go watch it. It's a great show. Trust me on that. In other entertainment news, Jeremy, what are they doing to poor Winnie the Pooh? This is not acceptable. Okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. About five <laughs> months ago, apparently Winnie the Pooh entered public domain. The actual rights for Winnie the Pooh have passed into the public domain, and there is no more copyright. So anyone can do whatever they want with the Winnie the Pooh character. And there is a filmmaker who has brought us such amazing films, such as Demonic Christmas Tree and Fire Nato, is bringing us a film called Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, my God. The back, I mean, I don't even want to... If you want to read about it, go for it. It's out there. You can read about the backstory. The reason I'm bringing this up is because this is I I'm I like a good twisted movie. Okay, I oh I do. you I've you, always you, you liked... had me sit down through freaking sci-fi. <laughs> I love over that. I'm still not over that freaking movie. By the way, I, I love a good twisted film. You know, <laughs> a concept that's going to make people uncomfortable. All that kind of stuff. But taking a beloved character like Winnie the Pooh and Piglet, something that was a part of all of our childhoods, and turning them into feral creatures who've gone mad and are on a killing rampage, it's it's wrong. I'm sorry. It's just wrong. You don't screw with some it. things. There's some things you just don't screw with in that manner. And for me, this is one of them. And I mean, entire generations have grown up on these books, on these stories. It is a beloved character. I mean, they they put a spin on the, you know, Winnie the Pooh S type thing with Ted. But they didn't call it Winnie the Pooh. You know, it wasn't Winnie yeah. the Pooh does crystal meth. And, you know, I, I'm it, just I, I'll be shocked if they come up with Dumbo the Revenge. Seriously. <laughs> well, Disney's never going to let any of that lapse into the public domain. Oh, but, Lord. you know, they're oh, a corporation. But I just, yeah, I just this is just offensive on so many levels. And truthfully, as as an artist, as a filmmaker, as all that, I think this is one of those things you just don't do. You don't touch a character like this and put them into that kind of a genre. You know what really annoys me? What annoys me is that I have 24 scripts <laughs> and I can't get one of them funded. And yet these guys with the movies, the garbage that they're freaking doing are getting every stuff. Not gonna happen. I'm not gonna be angry. I'm not gonna be bitter. Right. No, I'm not gonna do nothing like that. Jesus. Christ. Well, on the topic of financing, they were the uh, director and writer was asked about the budget, and he refused to comment. Although yeah, he course. did say 
people should not expect a Hollywood film. Of course. I mean, I saw the stills for it. You see yeah, the, the freaking mask. The stills are pretty, pretty awful, actually. The quality, it, it doesn't even look like Winnie, a Winnie the Pooh costume, much less. It, it looks like somebody's cheap knockoff. You know, it looks like B Benny the Pooh, you know, the <laughs> the low rent, you know, rental that you'd get when you can't afford Winnie. It's like um, Mickey Mouse and Mortimer. Yeah, seriously. I just... <laughs> Again, it's just something why? you don't touch. There are some things. Well, why? I know why. Because they want to, you know, you this, again, that's a twist, taking a classic character, putting it in something totally different. People do that. Yeah. But taking something so beloved that is such a part of people's childhood and turning it into a bloody, violent fantasy is is over the top for me. Ay, ay, ay. I'm going to go see it. I'm <laughs> just playing. No, of course, I'm not going to see that freaking movie. I'd be out of my mind. <laughs> Anyways, moving on to uh, some moving on from Winnie the Pooh to the Wizard of Oz, actually. Uh, I, yeah, you're looking at me like, what is he talking about? As we have uh, the uh, our tradition about, you know, putting uh, TikTok videos, having uh, Jeremy Blind react to some of these TikTok videos. Jeremy, I have a treat for you here. I have uh, this this young woman uh, decided to do a very good impression of one of the characters of The Wizard of Oz. And uh, she kind of has it on point. Check it out. So I put my hair in curlers last night because I wanted to try to look nice today. And um, I got to show you something. Okay. Check it out. If I were the king of the forest. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I think you I thought you might have a king on that one. <laughs> that is awesome. And I'm glad she's okay with uh poking a little fun at her the bushiness of her hair but it does it looked like the 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 mane the lock cowardly, cowardly lion, lion. That, yep. that's pretty impressive yeah yeah I, I figured you'd get a kick out of that one <laughs> <laughs> no but the singing part was freaking the one that killed me right there i was waiting she had me she had me because i mean i'm sitting here and i'm waiting and i'm waiting and i'm i'm thinking what is she gonna do glenda is she gonna you know I'm trying to think because Glenda had yeah. the big kind of bushy blonde hair as well. Yeah. And and then she busts out with, you know, the lion. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was a great redirect. All right. So we got that one. And then this one right here, I'm sure many of us can actually uh, uh, empathize and sympathize with the, the way this guy describes how life usually is. I'm, I'm sure I could definitely uh, relate to this gentleman. Let me tell you something, dude. If I find out this whole life thing is a simulation, I'm not going to be happy. If this is real and this is life and I'm responsible for the choices I've made, I can live with that. But if I find out someone else is responsible for the decisions I've made, I'm going to be pissed. My player sucks. I've been stuck on the same level for seven years. Hey, maybe Google some cheat codes, guy. Just picture some guy up there like, oh, this is difficult. I can't figure it. I guess we'll just go to work again.
Getting bored down here! I want Elon Musk's player. Who's playing his character? That guy's killing it. My guy has no idea what's going on. Like, oh, my character turned 29 today. What's his heartburn button do? Ate spicy wings last night. Woke up in the middle of the night. Thought I was having a heart attack. Do better! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love him. I love him. And the funny thing is, I've actually, that's kind of what I've thought about the whole simulation argument and everything else. I'm like, seriously, if this is the simulation, if someone else planned this, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I think I would be too. I'd be like, really, dude? You couldn't, you couldn't have chosen a better character than, than the one I got? I mean, what's the matter with you? That, that, but that part of him saying, she's like, dude, Google some cheat codes or something. Give me something better. No, that was great. And it's a great concept for what, you know, that whole argument is. So that's exactly, hysterical. exactly. Now, this last one that I got for you, Jeremy, this has to do, I think you should bring your boys in to watch this because they might understand this a hell of a lot more than either you, myself, or any other millennial for that matter. Hi there, can I help you? Yes, I'm finna get a PC got. Mine's high key sus. It's literally slower than a boomer and the lag is dead ass so cringe. I was playing Valorant last night and it was such a bad vibe. If I get one more L, I'm gonna yeet it out a window, no cap. Oh, yeet. Uh, I don't think we have any yeets in stock. Um, is that a problem? Um, CEO of Misunderstanding Me Much. I literally just said I wanna go up my setup. As in, I want it to be a whole ass snack. I want us to be the OTP because right now we're absolute dog water. Uh, snacks, I, um, Ellie, 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 I need help. Um, hey, what's up? Uh, this girl's asking for a whole ass snack. Ah, uh, I know what's going on here. Sorry we don't sell snacks at this store, but there's a nice little bakery over the road for you. Um, it's the actual audacity for me. You need to take several seats right now. What seems to be the problem here? This cheeky ass store is currently serving me complete incompetence. I'm about one second away from posting a video that'll cancel you all so severely that the planet you're all responsible for killing is going to succumb to global warming before you financially and socially recover. Unless someone goes up my setup right now. Bit, you're just looking for a glow up? I got you. This right here is the absolute chill zaddy of rigs. Iconic drip if I do say so myself. And the graphics card on this absolutely slaps. It's basically snatched. I literally stand. Period. I'll take it. Sweet, just hover some plastic. Gucci. It's the pay cuts for me. What just happened? I don't know. And who's Stan? Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gen Z vocabulary. Yeah. I'm going to sound like the old man saying, get out of my yard, but you know, take that shit and get out of my face. But, but that's the no funny cap. thing is, that's no the, cap. The funny thing is, the guys who did that are actually YouTubers who I follow, and they do some great sketches on RPG games, video games, and others. They have an absolute blast just lampooning that whole genre and set. And they do it because they are gamers themselves. So, yeah, that's that's actually very funny. I actually, it's funny because I'm actually like, I'm a gamer as well. I love playing video games. And a lot of the, I play with a lot of uh, young people on online and everything, obviously younger than I am and everything. And some of the language that they say, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Cap? What's cap? Glow up? 
what are you what are you glowing what the hell's the matter with you i suddenly started feeling old i started i start i suddenly started remembering back in high school back in high school when i came up to one of my uh, track coaches and i'm like man that's the bomb and they were like that's the what the hell does the bomb mean he's like dude that means it's cool bro it's like the bomb okay then let's just use it well that's the explosion well that's it's like dude really you're so lame bro like <laughs> and now i see it now i see it uh-huh. now i know what they're talking about <laughs> i honestly haven't used much slang like that and i i don't i i don't alter the way i speak when it comes to that kind of stuff when yeah. slang becomes a part of the normal vocabulary it works its way into mine but i honestly haven't done that since the early 80s when i was like 11 12 and you know radical and scratch tubular and, and all tubular and all that you know yeah that incorporated it when i was a young dumb kid but i mean i grew out of that by 13 and i still had it i don't know 16. it's just it's just never it's never incorporated itself into my vocabulary very much and that's no cap <laughs> God. <laughs> speaking of cap on the speaking sports of, speaking of cap that's a great segue thank you very much for that one colin kaepernick is uh well he's uh practicing with the raiders right now the raiders may be interested in signing him he, colin kaepernick might actually finally have found a home in las vegas but that's still up in the air i mean obviously we know that Derek carr is the number one guy for the raiders and he's going to be the number one guy for the Raiders for the foreseeable future so far. And the Raiders do have at least, what, one or two maybe backups already of QBs. So Colin is like low man totem pole mm-hmm. in that in that entire roster. I mean, but this is what he wanted. He wanted to get back into the NFL. I mean, he. I'm sure he didn't expect that he was going to like start at the very top. I can't imagine he did. Um You know, the Raiders, Al Davis, I have very little good things to ever say about Al Davis, except that he was a pioneer on the forefront of inclusion. Al Davis, when it wasn't cool, was hiring black coaches. Al Davis, when it wasn't cool, was hiring women in the staff and people of color and things like that. He made it a point to hire people who were qualified, but were being looked over for obvious reasons in certain times. And I will give him that because Al Davis Jr., his son, <laughs> who's um, is the, I, I don't even know if that's his name. That's what I call him. Um, but True. he said that's why he wanted to give Cap a shot was he wanted to continue his father's tradition of being on the forefront of that. And I, I, I agree with that. What I don't agree with is that, you know, Colin Kaepernick is ever going to be a starting quarterback again. I mean, these are the facts. When when all this popped off, when Colin was still playing, he had gone down in efficiency in every major metric that matters for a quarterback. His yards per completion went down. His completion percentages went down. Everything went down. This is a guy who had one good season, one. And that's the season that the, the Niners went to the Super Bowl. And Every other year he went down and he, he regressed and he regressed and then he mm-hmm. regressed more. So by the time he was gotten rid of, and yes, I do believe that his political stances had something to do with that. He was not a starting quality quarterback anymore. 
And that was my opinion at the time. And it's still my opinion. He had already lost whatever it was he had that made him good. His stats were dropping and it wasn't because his team wasn't good. It wasn't because he wasn't surrounded by the right people. He was regressing. You could see it. So he hasn't gotten better not playing. He hasn't gotten better sitting on the bench, sitting on the couch, sitting at home, or even if he's still training, you don't get better in game situations by practicing with, you know, whatever receiver you paid to come and play with you for a little bit. It doesn't happen like that. You have to practice with the whole team. You have to be in the fire of competition to get better, you know he hasn't so is he probably good enough to ride the bench and be a third string backup yeah probably he's probably still got that in him and should he get a shot to do it absolutely but is colin kaepernick worthy of being a, a nfl starting quarterback no not not however many years removed from playing because he wasn't at the end of his playing career the last year he played he was getting awful so I'm sorry. That's my opinion. And I'm going to stick with it. I didn't like him as a quarterback then. And I don't think he's, I know for a fact, he can't have gotten better. You don't get better not playing. It doesn't happen. We've seen it time and time and time again with players who've tried to come back. I agree. I completely agree. And I said the same thing. I said it has nothing to do with his political stance. It has nothing to do with his controversial, uh, you know, taking a knee during the national anthem. It has nothing to do with that has everything to do with the player, not the person. And that was that was one of the biggest problems. I mean, he just was not doing it anymore. He was he didn't have it anymore. He didn't have it in his arm. I mean, granted, like you said, his political stance may have been the straw that broke the camel's back possibly, and for them to keep him out of the NFL, maybe that that had a lot to do with it, but at the end of the day, really it was just to him the player. It was the well, fact of the matter that he just wasn't, he didn't have it anymore. That's exactly it. And yes, I do believe the political stance and everything else was a factor because even as bad as he was, he was still capable of being a second string quarterback. In fact, there was probably five teams at the time, because I remember thinking it, that he was better than their backup quarterback. But that's the He's problem not. is that he, he didn't want a he didn't want any other teams and B, he wanted to always be a starter. That was his yeah. problem. That oh, was the whole, and that's, that was the that's whole where it is partially on him and his abilities and everything else. But, yes, I do believe why he wasn't given a shot at being someone on the bench and why he was kept out so long. I do believe the political stance had something to do with that. Um, but again. It, it doesn't matter at this point why he was kept out. If he's given a shot, I think he should be. I mean, he's I, I, I would assume he's capable of being a sec, a, you know, a third string quarterback. I wouldn't want him as my immediate backup, because if my guy gets hurt, then he is my starter. And I didn't think he was good enough in the first, you know, I, I, I want a backup who I think is is the, ready to be in there right away for me if my guy gets hurt. And I don't see Kaepernick as that guy. 
I agree. I agree. But we'll Kaepernick. see what the Raiders decide. Kaepernick, yeah. Kaepernick. <laughs> we'll see what the Raiders decide to do in uh, in the future. We'll see what happens uh, in the coming months when football season begins. And, uh, Jeremy, you have one last story to go ahead and cover real quick before we have to go ahead and uh, enjoy our, our weekend separate from one another. Um, <laughs> we have this story of a radio host uh, gets angry at USC. What's that about? So... Uh, if anybody's been following the transfer portal and uh, the chaos that has been going on in college football this year, um, the number one receiver in the country, a uh, guy who won the bullet or not won the Bolitnikoff award. He was second, I think, in Bolitnikoff award. He led the league in yards. And I mean, he was just one of the top receivers in the game and I believe was only a sophomore. And he has decided to transfer to USC. So again, what we see in this college landscape right now is normally good players, even great players, but ones who haven't been able to get starting time, ones who are not able to hit the field that are transferring because they're looking for that opportunity. This is a guy who already had that, but decided he had a better opportunity to progress his skills as well as his financial opportunities at USC. And this radio host has just basically gone on the conspiracy theory rant. He started trying to pass, he claimed that um, Addison was paid three and a half million dollars in an NIL deal by USC, which has been completely debunked and is 100% false. Um, but he claims the only reason this guy left Pitt is because USC paid him a ton of money, which is actually not true. It opened doors for him to get licensing deals with companies who may be paying him money. USC did not pay him any money. This guy is basically trying to compare Pittsburgh football to USC football. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry, Pittsburgh fans, the University of Pittsburgh is not USC when it comes to college football. True. You they do not I have. To, the I hate of, to admit it, I but even you to would have it. to admit that. <laughs> yep. I'm sorry. Yep. You know, I mean, we have more Heisman trophies, more championships, more winning seasons, more visibility nationally. You're playing in Hollywood, where they're waiting to make you a star. It's it is an ideal place for a star to to come and blow up, and that is what he said was one of the main things he felt a. Football-wise, it was the best place for him to progress. And USC over the last 20 years has become known as wide receiver U. I mean, some of the best wide receivers in the game keep coming out of USC. USC receivers are at the top of the Bolitnikoff Awards, which is the award for the best receiver in college football, almost every year. Drake London won it by a landslide last year as USC's, or sorry, the year before, I think he was injured last year. Mm -hmm. Um but he won it the year before by a landslide. You know, it's it's the ideal place for a wide receiver to come and blossom and blow up. And these are all the reasons that he gave. Yet this guy is harping on all the conspiracy theories of he was paid and there's only that's the only reason he could leave. And this is why I'm bringing it up. I don't want to argue about which school's better. I mean, you love Pittsburgh. Awesome. You know, you're going to root for your school. Awesome. You should. I've got nothing against Pittsburgh. It's not like it's Notre Dame or UCLA, but <laughs> it's better. It's better. <laughs> They're better. <laughs> but, you know, 
this guy is calling for violence on Lincoln Riley, the USC, yeah. the new USC. That's taking it coach. too far. That's taking That's it way taking too far. That's taking it way too far. This guy is actually stating that if he ever comes across him, he's going to try and beat the living crap out of him, and he hopes other people do too. Yeah, we don't need it's, that. He's calling for violence. And again, you're calling for violence on another human being because a kid made a decision. That's what you're doing. That's a almost kid as made a decision for himself. And you're going, you're taking it to that place. These people are going nuts. I am a diehard college football fan. Yeah. Diehard. As much as I hate UCLA and Notre Dame, I have never, ever wished violence upon them or any of their players. Same. I don't even wish, I don't even wish for them to get hurt in the game. Although Same. I know some people do that. I think it's awful. But this is a game, and these are, especially in college, these are kids you're talking about. Exactly. Kids who are making a decision for their family's future. And how and for their you. And for their own future, too. And for their own future, too. But, I mean, 90% of these kids, when you hear, you know, what did you want to do? What do you, I want to get my mom a new house. Uh, I yep. want to get my family yep. a better life. I want to get my, my brothers out of the ghetto. I want to, I mean, this, these are the things you hear from football players coming up every single time true okay they're making a decision for their families and for themselves and these grown men are taking these decisions by kids personally grow the hell up i agree i 100 agree i mean it's unprofessional for that radio host to have even made mention of this i'm sure he's gonna get some repercussions against him for saying the things that he said uh inciting violence is actually something that's very much a no-no uh as far as if you're a journalist or in radio or anything like that you cannot be doing that so that alone are grounds for dismissal for this person uh and again i agree with you completely i mean it's it's almost like the equivalent of a wrestling fan thinking that wrestling's real, you know, and going out and beating up a wrestler, you know, jumping over those bars and those, that barrier and beating up the wrestler because he thought that this guy was actually beating up his favorite character. It's it, dude, it, they're not real. Mm -hmm. And these, these, these kids, they may be, they, they, this is a real game. This is a real transfer, but it's not, like it's gonna affect anybody it's not like they're doing it personally because they hate the city they hate pittsburgh they hate you you know they're doing it for their own betterment you know for the betterment of themselves for the betterment of their families as you said you know that's why they're doing it they're not doing exactly. it because it's personal so for this person to go ahead and decide oh you know we need to go ahead and beat if i'm there i'm gonna beat this guy up no that's completely unprofessional. It's uncalled for. And like you, Jeremy, I may loathe and detest USC, but I never wish them any harm. None mm -hmm. of their players. Hell, not, not even any of their fans. Well, maybe you every so often, but that's beside the point. That <laughs> has nothing to do with it. I'm, that has nothing you know. to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I don't wish any ill will towards anybody because at the end of the day, at the end of the day it is a friendly rivalry. It's a rivalry, yes, but it's a friendly rivalry between two two people that love the game. We love <laughs> the game. We love to watch football. Exactly. We love to talk smack. We love to be like, man, dude, you see, man, the bell's coming home, baby. It's coming home. You know, like this is the type of stuff that we love to do, and we look forward to it every single year, every single season. And for somebody to go ahead and incite violence towards somebody over this, come on, you're taking it too far. That's too much. In Absolutely. my opinion, this person should be fired and they should not be allowed to like be broadcasting anything because a person like that is very dangerous.
behind a microphone because this right here, this, this is a lethal weapon. Absolutely. Words are a lethal weapon towards anybody that will listen. So they need to be careful. I mean, I have a responsibility as a person that's in the media. You have a responsibility as a person that's in the media, Jeremy. Anybody that reaches out to the masses has a responsibility to not take it that far to make sure that they have a completely unbiased opinion about anything they say or do when they are behind the mic. It's that simple. So we'll go ahead and leave with that one. Thank you so much, everybody. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody that was in the stream today for uh, uh, checking out the Navarro Miller report. Uh, Everybody have a great weekend. I'm Dave Navarro along with this guy that I can't really stand, but he's here anyway. I'm Jeremy Miller. And I hope all of you have a wonderful weekend. Please be safe out there. Uh, unfortunately, COVID is still very active. And now we got monkeypox to worry about. What's next? <laughs> That's my question. Every single time I'm like, I'm like okay. Uh, I'm still waiting on the locusts and the toads. Uh, you know, I think we had we had uh, the murder hornets kind of like decided to take a <laughs> take a backseat to everything. So, <laughs> anywho, we will see everybody here on Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Make sure you check us out. The recast is tomorrow on Spotify and iHeartRadio.com, and the next day on Sunday it's on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you follow us on YouTube. Hit that notification button so that way you could be here in the conversation, talking with us, letting us know your opinions on the topics that we're talking about but for right now we will see you all next time you have been listening to the navarro miller report